Hello and welcome to the Kodak Moments podcast. I'm Andy Brown and joining me today as ever are the lovely Ali Cornwolf. Hello. Hello and uh, the fabulous Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. I'm liking the look. We've all we've all got this slightly disheveled long hair, bit more beard yep. than usual. Yeah. Desperate, desperately in need of a haircut. Yep, still social distancing. Uh, all that talk of having more time to put out more podcasts was um a little bit optimistic, wasn't it, boys? <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. I think most people are, are not particularly busy working from home and stuff, but yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm flat out. <laughs> and then I get sick of my office. I'm like, no, I'm off. <laughs> you know what? I think that's probably the worst part of it, actually. It's, it's not the flat out at work. It's the thought of having to spend another couple of hours in the same room and feel like you've never left it yep. for an entire week, usually. You see, this is yep. how I am all the time. This is how I always feel when it comes to recording these things. You're you're accustomed to it though. You you've got that little room, and you live in it. This is you know, my, we're my used box. to the outside yeah. of these rooms. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, okay. So uh, we're we're here today to talk about shiny new things, and by that we mean the upcoming next generation console releases. Little bit of so we're going to go with are we going to go with some sensible insights or are we just going to go with that crazy wild speculation? The latter. Yay! Because yeah. none of us have actually researched anything seriously, so we don't know a great deal anyway. So let's just make it up. Brilliant. In fact, that seems to be what my news feed is most of the time anyway. Just made up about the new consoles to try and get people to look. So um, we'll also think of a really insightful, wrong title for the podcast that will garner hits for us. Yeah, I heard that PS5 is going to have an R2-D2 style holographic imager. <laughs> You won't believe the stuff the new consoles can do. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> no, hold on. To make it to make it like truly BuzzFeed, we've got to go. You won't believe number four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great episode. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to kick off then? Who's actually got some interesting or useful insights as opposed to my nonsense? Um, I guess the, the, the one thing that's standing out, definitely from an Xbox point of view, Matt, um, as my uh, counterpart from the PlayStation corner, uh, you can <laughs> chime in. Um, but if with the, the Xbox, you actually are getting some games, not all of them, but some games that are cross-generation, they are, they're not upscaling them, are they? But they're doing something like that. Basically, you get, if you play it on the Series X, you get the enhanced so, graphics so pack is, installed or something. It's like the you get the Series X version if you've got the Xbox One version. It's it's a little yeah. bit like what they did with crossplay at the turn of the last generation, but much more considered and probably a lot more useful. Mm-hmm. It's arguably the one feature I actually want Sony to announce because there's a lot of games coming probably over the next four or five months that people are going to pick up on the current generation and then trade into a new console and then suddenly have to buy the game again or even hold off buying because you want it yep. on the next generation. It's going to be a bit bit tricky to manage, and I think it's a great idea. I, do. I mean, this is this is smart delivery, isn't it? I, I think they call yes, it. that's that the name it, of yeah. it. And it's, for me, this is just... This is exactly the podcast we did a couple of years ago about the UWP, the universe. This is the UWP. This is the actual final. Is proper this, the, this is the result of it? 
Yeah, so we've already seen the Xbox games that will play on the PC, and now we're getting the... Uh, basically, uh, what, I, what I'm envisaging, based on this UWP smart delivery thing, is you'll buy one copy of the game, and it'll run on what you put it in, and it'll give you the optimised version for that for that console. Yeah. Yeah, because I think um, what they've said as well is with the the, the smart delivery and, and whatnot is that even current gen games that they, as far as I'm aware, pretty much everything from this generation will work on the Series X, and it will do its best to deliver it at its best that it can. So you know, like they're doing at the minute with the 360 games where they're coming on and they're upscaling them to yeah. 4K where possible. As far as I'm aware, the Series X has got that all built in natively yeah. and it will just take anything you throw at it. Yeah, I think the PS4 has as well for its backwards compatibility, but it's the f- the forwards compatibility, which mm. yeah. I think they've got right. And we've heard nothing from the other console camp to say, oh yeah, we're going to offer the same kind of service. It it, it might be a big loss if they don't. And I've been, yeah. I've been playing my Xbox a bit more recently because uh, don't tell my boss, it happens to be sat in my office. Um <laughs> <laughs> makes makes it easier uh but um i'll be honest the the smart delivery is really exciting because the prospect of having to buy you know multiple versions of games across different console generations is a bit jarring we've we've seen that yeah. already and i don't necessarily want to buy a game now knowing that a better version of it's going to come along in what well, you know nine months six months well not now but a bit further down the line you know it's no, cyberpunk it, i'm thinking cyberpunk yeah. yeah i was gonna say everybody already knows well that's coming in september to current gen and then the next gen version will be available is what they've said pretty much when the next gen consoles come out so there could potentially be only a you know best case it could be a month between the two and you, you're gonna hold off aren't you if you know that's the case because by the time that releases we should know the console release dates yeah, and so for something like what Cyberpunk, which is out September. Yeah, so that might be a, a month, maybe a little bit more, if we're looking at a November December release date, which is the usual slot. Well, it's the usual, but this probably drags us slightly onto the, the one of the points I picked up in the last few days. Dirt Five got announced a few days before we recorded this. Yep, and probably a slip of marketing rather than anything else. Probably nothing to hang your hat on. But they have said it's coming in October and it's Ooh. coming in October for new generation, current generation. Well, I think I... So uh, I, don't I don't know, know whether I'd... it's just them trying to encompass the lot and say, oh yeah, you'll get it in October or whether they've kind of almost hinted, yeah, new consoles are coming then as well. I, personally, I don't think so. I, I think that the original messaging we've had was kind of holidays 2020. I know that Xbox then kind of said... Uh, Thanksgiving and they've walked that back to holidays 2020 again so I, mm. I think we're looking at I think we're looking at November, December and I, yep. what I what I think this is about is it may be the one of the first games to come with the smart delivery possibly I think I think uh, Cyberpunk's going to be your first one yeah no I get one of the first I'm not, you know, yeah. not the yeah. first but it, yeah. they're pushing it out there as well you know you're going to be able to buy your next gen version now even mm. though the consoles aren't out that's, yeah, I, I think possibly. it's. I think it's marketing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we should read too much into it. Oh, no, no. I think that's the game's saying, coming not, in October. Yeah. To absolutely nail that. That's when it's going to be. Just interesting use of um, phrasing and, and the way they've done it. Yes, definitely. 
And I think the at the minute, Sony have been a little bit more quiet than Xbox, depending on like they did their controller and then Xbox did that really random third party briefing thing mm. uh, last week, which was, to be fair, a bit rubbish. And you got <laughs> no gameplay, even though they said you were getting gameplay for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I think was just a ploy to get everyone to watch it. Um, <laughs> but then Sony, not necessarily Sony, but then Unreal released that uh, tech demo on the, yes. for, on the PS5, which I think was more impressive than anything else that we saw from the other stuff. Because that wasn't that really. You know, I watched it, but it wasn't all that. Um, and I think that was more interesting than the actual Xbox whole briefing. I thought that the whole Unreal Engine 5 piece was phenomenal, what the two yeah. guys were talking through, what it's doing. How that actually translates into games is yet to be seen, but it, you think of what they've done with the Unreal Engine 4 through this generation and what it looks like now, and if it's the starting position is what we saw in that tech demo. And the nice thing is it works across every platform in a similar way. So just because they were using PS5 hardware, you get the distinct impression yeah. it'd be the same on the Series X, probably slightly better on PC because it'll have a bit more power to chuck on it if you've got a high-end machine. But that's supremely impressive for six months before the next one's yeah, come out. One of the things that I took from it was, you'll have to correct me if I if I misinterpreted this, but basically, you know the bit where she's kind of going through the the little bit of a valley or the the cave or whatever it is. Hmm. And they said hmm. something about the fact that the audio is now smart in a way. I'm I'm kind of probably simplifying it that basically the audio will learn the environment it's in and reverberate accordingly. That's roughly what mm. they said, and and different things because they're, they're going into about how many triangles are in it or pixels. Yeah, and things. yeah, because they pull it. And then back, when the bats flew through, they were on mm. about how it's all kind of s- smarter delivered, and it like pings off the environment. So it's Mental. almost calculated on the fly based on the geometry and everything yeah. else. Yeah. That's going which cool. is, is lovely. It's mm. lovely. I mean, that, coupled with any kind of well, we're actually saying that audio outputs on the next gen. We. Have we had any announcements on what they are? Have Xbox said what it's going to output in? Um, I think it's the same, which is Dolby Atmos, which is what the Xbox does now, or at least the S and the um, X, X do. Yeah. So, um, you know, that kind of technology is going to sound amazing. Yeah, so it's yeah. Uh, uh, Xbox One already features Dolby Atmos and DTSX, uh, so it's likely the Series X will follow suit. Yeah. Yeah, the thought so. And uh, Mark Cerny promised that the PS5 will become the gold standard in gaming audio and that a new 3D audio engine will deliver more, immer- deliver more immersive yes. sound without extra I hardware. Yeah, that's a yeah. different proposition. It's their own proprietary stuff, isn't it? Which is, and I presume it's based on the same technology, but it's actually in their headphones now. Is that the 360 reality audio? Yes, oh, and I, I presume it won't be as sophisticated as what we'll get. But in the wireless headphones I've got, you can take photographs of your ears, and it analyzes all the detail. <laughs> Sorry, and then I just his face. Then when you said you can take photographs of your ears, it was a, it was a, <laughs> a prize picture. <laughs> so yeah, it, as long as you've got the right streaming service, which I think Tide is it Tide or is it Tidal? Title. 
it'd be Tidal and it might be Deezer, uh, are the two that do the actual streaming in that quality. It's the only reason I haven't tried it because I don't subscribe to either of them. But, um, but yeah, it feels like that te- technology that they may be incorporating is already available in part, and then we're getting a refined, obviously game-based version. Mm. Interesting that Sony have taken that approach rather than going with a, a Dolby or a DTS or well, something more common. I think they probably still will do that because I think the 3D audio is to do with, you know, in effect, the translation of placement of stuff in the game. You're still going to need something to output it to get the best out of it, and it feels like those two standards would be the way to go. Because they've had Dolby Digital and DTS since the definitely PS3. I'm trying to think yeah. if we were on the PS2. Some games were in Dolby Digital on the PS2. I think Snake Eater was. Um, so as long as you know, as long as they continue that route, you should still have that option. I can't see him dropping it and having a, no. something that's unique to them. But then admittedly, given my experience of Sony and their um, audio and sound and hi-fi equipment, they do have a tendency to do something for a year and then ditch it and swap to something else. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I've been down that road with them with <laughs> trying, and stuff. Trying to get everything to work together can be an absolute nightmare and you end up upgrading component after component just trying to keep up. Yep. Then you need your, your old one for the legacy equipment. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, so I won't, I won't put it faster, but I expect it to be something quite sensible. So, considering you've just shelled out money on a nice 4K TV in your in your living room, how are you feeling about 8K visuals at 120 frames per second? Well, I couldn't give a. F- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Is it right that your eyes can't see past that anyway, or past 4K or something? I don't. I think know. we've talked about this on a previous episode. I don't we? think so. I, I, I know with resolutions at a particular distance, you can't tell because you you did a big piece on it, Andy, quite a few years ago. Could you tell the difference between seven twenty and ten eighty? And after a certain position, you can't. But from the eight K standpoint, in fairness, what's it taking me six years to get to four K? I'm not in any rush for eight K at this stage. So there we go. You heard it here first. Go over to Patreon and sign up to Matt's Road to 8K. (laughs) (laughs) I'm more interested to see if they could get 1080 running at 120 hertz. That will be more useful than stupid resolutions. Mind you, as it stands, we're all just waiting for 4K 60 hertz, aren't we, from the next gen? And even then, that's sounding... That's not sounding particularly likely, is it? The news about Assassin's Creed on the, the Series X... Today sounds like it's going to be running at 4K 30. Yeah. I think the big games, the intensive ones, aren't going to be running as, as we would have expected. So, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? And he's looking at me with disgust now because he thought, he thought I was his Series X ally and I've just wounded him. And uh, he'll, <laughs> he'll stab you in the back saying, there's look at you, Ali, don't trust and him. I, and I would, yeah. He loves the Game Pass. I do love, actually, no, I do love the Game Pass. Yeah, that's just because you started playing Hitman again. Yeah, and I'm playing Hitman again. Forza, Forza Horizon 4 is very good. Although, if I can give you one piece of advice, is don't play a lot of Forza Horizon 4 and then think you can jump straight into Dirt Rally 2. <laughs> <laughs> nope. They don't, they don't play the same. No. Slightly no. different. <laughs> um, I guess with, with the other next Jenny bits, the new Xbox One controller isn't changing much. I think there's like a little extra button for sharing. 
and then the PS4 is going with the Dual Sense. Yes, it's haptic feedback, Mm. isn't it? Yeah. This is the thing with the PlayStation. They they've actually they're very good at innovating with the in terms of the rumble feedback, um, touchpad, haptic feedback. They they're very good at innovating and changing their controllers. But the Xbox controller design is kind of a classic. Yeah, it just works. The, the, the one thing I'd say is maybe when you look at it, the Xbox controller is a little bit boring and not necessarily simplistic. But it is what it is. It's got the rumble triggers and things. And the PlayStation one's got loads of awesome features. Like if you play in Division, Isaac makes me jump every time until I get used to it when he starts shouting out my controller. And like the little touch-sensitive pad, it's great, but not enough games use it. If, if you want a, a horrific use case for um, the speaker in the DualShock 4 pad, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, Doctor? Yeah, go on. I know yeah. what it is. Uh, de- <laughs> zombie, zombie Army 4, Dead, dead War. Oh, is that do the reload noises well, or something? Did you say? Uh, no, when when you pause the game after a couple of minutes, or it's like a, a kind of a random event, isn't it? After a little while, the controller just suddenly goes, "Come and play with me." <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> <It's> terrifying. <laughs> it frightens the life out yeah. your first time it happens. Oh man, I just I went to the toilet and I could just hear a voice going, "Come and play with me." Oh man, that freaked me out. No, <laughs> like, and I'm out. Like you say, that, that Sony are good at innovating, but they just don't. They either don't encourage developers to use it, or give them the ability to use it. Or I, th- I, I think, don't know what. What can you do though? Because like when when you add like okay, so you you added the touch bar, and there's not been many innovative uses for it, and the ones that that are kind of shoehorned in. It was the same with the Kinect. Do you remember when do you remember when Microsoft went through that phase of saying every game has got to have some kind of Kinect compatibility? And they yep. were all just Yeah. I'm oops, sorry to whoever's using this because I've been swearing quite a lot tonight. <laughs> the use of the new um of the new features they put on actually you say that they're just shoehorned in. I don't. I think a lot of them are actually designed in properly, but it's only over the first party studios that do it. It's, yeah, no, no. Well, I think, know, I think what I'm talking about is the, the broader structure. Yeah, the third parties that just chuck in the same old stuff as, yeah. as everyone it's, else. It's is always doing. just press a button to bring up the map. That's pretty much what it's used for. Oh. But the the first party stuff has had some fantastic uses for it. Codemasters use it well on F1 because it's where all your engineer chat comes from. It works really well for that. I'm just except- I'm just glad that touchpad uh, quick time events went away very quickly. Yeah, uh, what was that they in, didn't. Um, they didn't drop out of the first party games, though. They have used them uh, since then. I'm sure some were in hidden agenda, uh, and you know the um, you know the the ones that link to your mobile phone. That was one of those games. I forgot called the series of them. Oh, the, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, they they did they did some in there. I'm, I'm positive. I'm sure until well until dawn. Anything by Supermassive. When was the um, uh, the last time you fired up your VR, Doctor? <laughs> Uh, the last time. When did I last have it on? Otherwise known as the Dust Gatherer. <laughs> January might have been. It has been a little while, but only because I haven't had anything I fancied playing on it. I'm waiting for Vader Immortal in the summer. That's probably the next thing I will I will do. I'm not convinced about the Iron Man game yet. I suppose VR is an interesting proposition, though, with the PS5, because if they, they continue to support it, actually, you could see some really, really good games 
it's it's confirmed, isn't it? It's confirmed that it will be compatible, and there's plenty of rumours that actually there will be the second generation VR from them as well, which they're talking about being wireless. That'd be good. Oh, that'd be good. Uh, yeah. And having hand tracking um, as well, and sort of moving to um, similar controller to the Steam VR stuff, the HTC Vive. Uh, so they're talking about really stepping it on. As long as the original's compatible, I think I'd want to give it a crack, yeah. see what it's like. It's just it has gone quiet. From, from I mean, I haven't got it anyway. It's, but... It feels like it's gone quiet, but there's actually a lot being developed or being released. It just tends to be on the PC, and then you wait six months to a year before it makes it over to PSVR. Like the, um, I mean, the biggest one recently, Half-Life Alex. Yep. I really want to play that. But it's probably never going to come to the current VR set. It's a shame you can't budget for it to work with your PC if you had a powerful enough PC. Mm. I'm sure there'll be a way to do it. There'll be somebody who's done it out there, won't there? But uh, but yeah, I, I think there is quite a lot. The stuff gets released all the time. It's just it doesn't tend to hit the headlines anymore. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah, interesting to see what they do. But at least they're making it forwards compatible or backwards compatible with next generation. Do you guys think the there'll be more crossplay in this coming generation in terms of between PlayStation and Xbox? Obviously, Call of Duty have broke down those walls quite heftily, and it worked surprisingly well. For, um, Fortnite announced today, didn't they? That uh, sorry, Fortnite announced today. Epic announced today that Fortnite's going to be uh, crossplay again across the the new generation consoles. Yeah, Good. yeah, I think. Do you think once now it's been done, that's it? It's just open the floodgates and... Yeah. Yeah, I think it will be. I think you're right. You'll have your big multiplayer shooters that are going to have to really to... to keep and hopefully driving games interested. as well. Because it'd be nice if yeah. we can do F1 and it doesn't matter whether... I, I, I presume PC is a little bit more complicated, but, you know, Xbox and PS4, it should be easily done so you yeah. can still have a race and chat. It should be quite good because we're we're doing the asynchronous stuff at the moment, and whilst it's nicely competitive, it's not quite the same, is it? No. I, I, it's good for you know if we haven't actually got time to sit down together and and do something that I'm quite I I like that aspect of it. As, I mean, especially that things we do that cross platform for for us anyway. It's having time to get everybody in. I mean, we said probably on the last recording that we were going to play Dead War on the Stadia, weren't we, to see what it was like. I think we also said we were going to play Predator Hunting Grounds. Yeah, yes, we, we did. Because we, we all downloaded the demo. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I never even booted it up. <laughs> I think I got to like midnight on that Saturday and then suddenly thought, oh, crap, we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that, that was what I, yeah, I think they will because they've done it uh, and there's no reason now not to keep it open. Mm. And they, whilst there's different philosophies and architectures in their systems, you know, broadly, they're still producing the same amount of power, the same quality games, the same stuff. So I don't see why they would lock it off. In theory, it can only be good for consumers and for the companies, though, really, because you you take mm. away that crutch of, I had, oh, I'm kind of tied into this platform. All right, your purchases might tie you into a platform, but suddenly the who you're going to play with doesn't anymore and yeah. hopefully it encourages the companies to continue to innovate and improve the user experience to to draw new people in yeah yeah and you don't have to do it for the the chat side of things we know that don't you there's enough third-party apps out there now 
Um, we have our own Discord channel, which people are more than welcome to use for cross-play yeah. gaming if, mm-hmm. if they're on. It, you know, there are things that you can do. So it's not even that piece any longer, is it? It's purely about, can I get into the game with my friends? Yeah. And especially with, with consoles, because they are fairly similar for what they're offering, that there shouldn't be too much fluctuation. When it comes to PC, that you get very disparate machines can you know throughout the entire world but when it's console to console it should work a little easier than than what it would do if you put pc into the fold so like you say there's no reason why you know you shouldn't be able to do it and just jump in an f1 2020 or 2021 or whatever it's going to be um whether this new generation's got it cross play or not i don't know but you know there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do it like dirt You know that should be the f- the first next gen one that's got it potentially because it yeah. looks like that game's going to be more focused around having fun in the rally. It seems yeah. like they're doing a a Forza for me. Every other one is a serious one. This one serious, but it's more about um, rallycross and. It seemed to be taking stuff. it a bit back to um, Dirt Two, which mm. uh, Dirt took the rally and it was really good. And then Dirt 2 said, well, we're going to have a bit of fun with this and chucked in the truck racing, you know, the trophy trucks, the time trial events, a lot more rallycross uh, and just messing around. And then 3 came along, didn't it? It's like pulling in the Hoonigan stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels like it's going a little bit back that way. But like you say, it's it's doing it more than Dirt 4 did because 4 was really a rally game as well, wasn't it? Just a slightly easier one, not quite as hardcore. Have you seen that on the new F1 game, there's like a super easy mode? No, I haven't noticed that. Oh, now you've piqued my interest. Yeah, so it's only offline only, but there is a mode that makes it easier to drive. So if you go off the track, it doesn't punish you as much and different mm. things. And it's basically for people that are F1 fans, yeah. want to play the game, but don't have a wheel or aren't as possibly patient using a controller because it's not the best to use with a controller, and it's for those users. That's a nice sounds, idea. Sounds like it's kind of harking yeah. back to the original. Do you remember the old Formula One '96 games? A little bit. Oh but, yes, but um, uh, yeah, I was yeah. eleven. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the kind of like because I could imagine a kid who is about that age who's just really interested in Formula One and loves the cars and all the racing and everything and then gets in F1 2020 just completely donuts it the second they put their foot down around the corner and it gives up yeah. and then plays it again. I, I remember it playing off. one that was just punishing and it's not until recently that I've started to pick them up again and I'm when I say recently like the last five, six years something like that when they they got good and I had a wheel because until then it, yeah, they're either the arcadey ones, which was the All Stars one, or it was just ridiculously hard. I can't remember yeah. the last one I picked up. It might have been 2015 or 2016, but yeah, it was put the power down, and it was it was 2018 like, on Game Pass. It was like having to learn a whole new style of racing game, and I, I kind of didn't have the patience all the time yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I think that's a really really good idea, rather than just doing it through the assists, which is what they've tried to do over the last few, isn't it? That you can switch them all on, but still leaves it quite sim-esque well hold yeah. on how how do we turn this into a motorsport racing Sorry. game podcast it was, it was me talking about kind of next gen games and well we, we've been talking about dirt you know we got there jesus so yeah next gen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right then
<laughs> so what about the technology? What do we know about the technology in, inside the machines? We know we know a lot more about the Xbox than we do about the specifics of the PlayStation. Oh, no, I think no, it might be because I've read slightly less about the Xbox. I think we probably know more about the innards of the PlayStation than we know about what it can actually do. They've, there's been a hell of a teardown on Digital Foundry um, and that interview with Mark Cerny about exactly oh, yeah. how they built it all up and what they've done with it and what the idea is. It's basically witchcraft, I think. <laughs> yeah, normally well. is. Because I know <laughs> that the one of the interesting factors with the Xbox is the micro SSD. I can't remember the actual name of the, the special port, but the memory expansion that they've got which you can still use a usb drive for to put games on but if you want to run is it series x games or if you want to run them at a certain level they either have to be on the internal or this expansion port it's a bit the same with what they said on the ps5 as well is that you can plug in extra storage if you use a standard disk drive as you would now external storage you're best off just putting your PS4 games on it. Your PS5 won't run from that. And if you want the enhancements, you have to have it on the internal storage, which when it's only 500 gig, I am slightly concerned about space. Uh, I forget, is the the Xbox Series X is the same size, isn't it? Is it 500 gig? I can't actually, uh, ah, so you know, no, say X, that. PS5 is on an SSD. Be, um, it's a terabyte. One terabyte, isn't it? Yeah. Is yeah. it an SSD? Yes. Yeah. It's an MVM. NVMe SSD, right? And is the PS five five hundred gig or is it a terabyte? I thought they, it was five hundred gig. Think, I don't think they. I don't think they denounced that yet. I, I think they if had. they if they put five hundred gig in, that's a massive mistake because these games are all going to have the four K textures and some probably some ray tracing stuff, and it would soon fill up. I was sure that they said it was five hundred gig, and that's because I was thinking, well, basically that's three games if you like Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty. It, mm. It's very limited. The the PS5 discs are like 100 gigs each, aren't they? So the optical media. Mm. No, they, I I didn't think they'd said. It, they, I think they specified. I, um, I genuinely the thought they had. And whilst you two talk, I'm going to fact check. So the the Xbox CPU is a eight times Zen two core, which is 3.8 gigahertz. What does that and mean? Your teraflops and stuff, isn't it? Well, no, teraflops is your GPU. It, I think it just means it's pretty quick because for each <laughs> core, you get double the amount of threads, don't you? You're, you're talking in a foreign language, right. okay? Basically, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty speedy. quick. Yeah, uh, it's got a to- twelve teraflop. Teraflop. If you can get my words Did out. Did you just say teraflops? GPU. Teraflop. Yeah. Is it twelve? I thought it was thirteen. Mind you, that's you're you're, you're reading off the spec list, aren't you? So. Uh, on tech radar, yeah. yeah. Uh, 16 gig RAM, which is fairly standard these days, terabyte storage, 4K Blu-ray drive, which I think Sony did confirm they're having as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. they did. Um, the SSD on the PS5 is oh, it's 820, just to make it a funny what number. The? That's Sony what? for you. No, it's whether <laughs> it's it's a terabyte, but then their operating system's taking a load of space because that, oh, okay. you know, that happens now anyway, doesn't it? They say it's a yeah, terabyte, yeah. but no way do you get anywhere near that. Yeah. Um, and the, the interesting <sighs> thing, I don't know if the PS5's doing this, but all the current Xbox One accessories are compatible on the Series X. I haven't heard, but fingers crossed, the 
steering wheels will be. Otherwise, I might be slightly annoyed. Well, you could always get one of those things I've got. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait for some kind of connecting box to map it over. But What do you guys think price is going to be? 500 quid. Yeah, I was thinking around that. I can't remember how much I paid for my Xbox One day one now. I think it was about they, came, they came in about 400, didn't they? The, Did they? The last, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And and I mean, I don't know whether you guys have gathered it from various bits you've read or seen, but it seems like from even from the latest Xbox stuff, and I don't know about the PlayStation side of things because I've not had a thing recently, but it seems like they're all on target for this coming holiday as well. Christmas period. Yeah. yeah. Even with everything that's going on, they've not gone, oh, maybe, maybe not, oh, and a bit of, uh, you know, bum twitching, but it, they're just like, yeah, still on target. So that's a good thing, I guess, if they can get shipments. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it'll come in at less than 500. I think they'll make them attractive. 499. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it'd be around the four to uh, sub 450. Well, there's there's speculation about five hundred for the the Xbox. I think what I'd seen in terms of people guessing was was about five hundred dollars for the PS5, which takes you in about four hundred and fifty quid, doesn't yeah. it? And then there's rumours of of um, a digital only Series X as well, which which they think would be about a hundred pound less. Yeah, there's lots of speculation based on totting up the hardware components and what they think that would all cost to do but and they might be reasonable guesses and but at the same time mass manufacture and then what the the actual companies want to sell them at to try and shift them in the first place so i think sony learned with the ps3 don't flog it at 600 quid because that was yeah. the launch yeah. price of those wasn't it and they just they moved slowly just, just killed mm. it didn't it really well, I wouldn't say killed it, but well, well it, when, it did when not you compare move it to, at the right pace until when you they got it to how phenomenally well the 360 did but then the PS4 what was that that was 350 at launch and that really set it off well so you've got to find the right balance both of them yeah do. if it's if it's too expensive it turns people off especially within the first six months to a year where most games not all games yeah. but most games will be on both anyway and if you're looking at this holiday season and we think about how currently the world is going and the ever impending recession that is going to hit are you going to want to stick a really high price console out there and not have it sell at all because genuine people can't afford it well then there are other market factors aren't there or that's that's true but these were these were market factors that just didn't exist when these consoles were planned and announced and you cannot you you know you work in business matt you you can't just suddenly turn around and say well we're gonna we're gonna sell this at a loss because the economy's taking a turn you can't do that but at the same time value to these you've got to you've got to assess your market and whether it's actually going to work for you to get you to where you want to be or not and what levers can you pull and with a lot of this it can be price if you've got enough in your first parties bringing you software revenue and your subscriptions and everything else can you do something on your price yeah and i guess a lot of it depends on where it is or was currently pitched prior to covid19 so yeah. if they pitched it at X price, obviously not released, but they're saying, right, we're selling at this price and we're going to make this much profit or this much loss until we've hit a certain target. And it's whether they can just tweak that a little bit to make it more palatable. Yeah, yeah but margins, margins are going to be, be squeezed. 
margins are going to be squeezed anyway with with COVID based on, you know, time to get things in through factories, changes in costs of uh, distribution, shipping, yeah. you, you know, uh, changes to retailing and, you know, consumers will to get out there and actually purchase stuff. Do you know what I mean? And uh, actually go out and, and buy something. So not, not just in terms of the economy, but actually physically going to a store and picking mm. something up. So, uh, yeah, can you imagine the queues? It's all just <laughs> You've got to be two meters apart still. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, halfway around the town. Openings are going to be interesting, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so each console comes with a big bottle of hand sanitizer, lube. Don't know what they're going to do. Um, it just something says they'd, they'd be foolish to pitch it too high. Obviously, at any time, but particularly with where they're going to be when it gets around to launch, and it's the you know. It's global as well. It's not just obviously what we're seeing at this point in time. Yeah. I suppose the other the other proposition, if I was uh, if I was a marketer who had this situation going on and the, the potential for a new console to be coming out, I might be playing on the you know you're not going out to the theatre, you're not going out to the cinema, you're not going out to you know bars and clubs, and we're all a bit more socially responsible these days. Why don't you treat yourself to a new console? You could, yeah. and then trick in there, you're not getting your full salary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you still got some of your furlough left? We've got the console for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which actually, where the... <laughs> cycling it right back furlough. <laughs> cycle it right back around to the beginning. It's where the smart delivery sits. Yeah. yeah. You know, all to right, you might have to pay more for the console, but you're it. not going to have to pay extra for some games to play on it. So, yeah. It'll be, yeah, be interesting to see, and it'll be interesting to see when we actually find out what these prices are going to be and the release dates. So I've got, I'm saying bad marketing guesses. Uh, it might be end of October. Are you guys firmly I, in the end of yeah. November? You think they'll go into December? I'm not convinced they'll go into December. I think they'll want to they'll want to lock down some sales before the before the last month. But I, I reckon second or third week in November. I've I've got for the fifteenth of November in my head. So I was so that's a Sunday, so that's not going to happen. Um, it's my brother's birthday. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably I, why I was, I've got it in I my was head, thinking yeah. the tenth or something like that, which is I think one of the consoles was released on a Tuesday or Wednesday last time around. Yeah, I, I, I have right a feeling. I, I thought one of them was a Thursday as well. So they're usually midweek, aren't they? They're not Friday or yeah. Saturday things. So uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'll say last week of October. So finally, visually, I mean, we know what the Xbox. Series X looks like it's um, a cube. Yeah, it's uh, basically well, it's, it's like cube, one of those. It's, a, it's like one of those Apple <laughs> Airport extremes, isn't it? <laughs> uh, aesthetically, it's a bit of a departure. I wasn't expecting that when I saw it. No, it's it's, it's different. Yeah, and it's very very compact. Because I know when Digital Foundry took it apart, they said they were surprised at how you know with all the airflow and stuff, it's literally just components sandwiched on top of each other and then just chuck a case over the top but it somehow keeps it cool because they had heat guns pointing at it and all sorts oh, nice so wh- whatever they've done it just works i was gonna say if there's one thing you want to test on a new xbox released it's thermal decoupling isn't it <laughs> <laughs> standard test now isn't yeah. it for everything but an official unless i've missed it the official ps5 look there isn't one at the minute, is there? No, I don't, all we've no, had is the controller, is. but I, I think, can we infer anything from that? Do you think, Matt, do you reckon it's going to be, have elements of white in the in the console? Uh, you can infer whatever you want. 
can't you? I mean, I've I've seen so many fake that's the, PS5 that's the most passive aggressive podcast response I've ever heard. You, yeah. you can infer whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> think think for yourself. Uh, no, it, it, God knows, God knows. Just because the last one was had a black controller and it was a black console, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one, weird one. You sort of think they might stick just with the color scheme they've gone with for the last few years it's the sh- it's you know what's the shape going to be they've seen some weird and wonderful views of what it it might be like but actually it's not going to be massively dissimilar in dimensions to as it is now is it otherwise people have a harder job swapping them out of their av spaces yeah it'll be of a, a similar size and shape to an extent they'll just tweak it a bit move the blue light yeah to put the curves yeah. in if they want them or it'd be more angular or yeah it might just be a, a brick or only a one foot diameter sphere yeah <laughs> isn't that like and the it, ps25 or something like that <laughs> we, we nicknamed the death star <laughs> was it was it true that that what i heard that it, unless it was just vicious rumors because there's so much rubbish you were so polite, Xbox then. fanboys and PlayStation <laughs> fanboys and stuff. But is it true that it has had heating issues? I don't know because it's like all these people who were suddenly experts in it, yeah. And no one has even seen a machine, let alone got their hands on one. I know, yeah. Uh, and then suddenly it's got heating issues and it's melting yeah. down. And I don't know if there was something up with one of the dev kits or something right. like that. And that's where because the thing have is, got is it, it could be something that the devs done themselves. Because we've had that before, haven't we? Where someone's released a game and you're... I can't remember what it was now, but there was a game and you, the, the fan inside your console just went crazy. Was the, the one that didn't, actually killed uh, 360s? Didn't, didn't Cooking Mama remember. start to melt some switches or something a couple of weeks ago? Oh, I don't know. I've not heard that. Yeah, because it happens on mobile fairly here. regularly, doesn't it? When the, yeah. um, I know when the chip Cullen mentioned it. I think it must be an Xbox title because Cullen mentioned something... Um, not so long back that they put this one out and he, he just couldn't get past a certain bit or a loading no. bit because it... No, yes, it was... Um, was it, it just was Cause 4 or something like that? No, it was it was what? It was an Xbox game and I can't remember what it was. About a year ago, wasn't it? Because he did Must put be it... Gears of War yeah. 5. I can't, remember. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, you get yeah. the wrong coding in and um, you can kick things off. So so I don't know it, You know what no. they could do. They might not. Nobody, nobody's got a clue because... Everything has been left to speculation, and to be honest, that's why I've kind of been ignoring an awful lot yeah. of it to, because to it's be all. Fair though, it's, yeah, but it's quite nice. <laughs> it's quite nice not to know everything. It is. I, I still quite like the essence of surprise. Yeah, and go, ooh, yeah. you know, I didn't know it could do that, and, or you know, you know I didn't know it would melt my whole TV unit. <laughs> Set it on fire day one. <laughs> Weirdly, with the uh, Xbox showcase last week, and they've shown the startup logo. Actually, I think that's really disappointing because that's one thing I've always enjoyed for the first time when you switch a new console <laughs> on is seeing yeah. what the new logo is. And then and get a given big that away dirty already. update for twenty gig. Yeah, yeah <laughs> while yeah, we're all it. still in lockdown, yeah. and it Wouldn't takes been... four days. <laughs> Wouldn't have been awesome though if uh, if they they change it now at the last minute and when you boot up your brand new xbox series x it plays the windows 95 starter music <laughs> oh I, yeah i love that <laughs> but yeah yeah I, the, the, you're right it's nice to be surprised it feels a little bit with the the series x there are going to be no surprises except for what the games look like that might be quite surprising when they finally come out <laughs> um, maybe the dashboard 
maybe the dashboard, but on the PlayStation, it feels like a gamble because you don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no idea. (laughs) So, so that's us done with next gen. We did have a couple of questions from our regular Twitter followers. Uh, do we want, do we want Northern or Southern first? Northern or Southern? Uh, hold on. You've got mail. Not Fat Man's Group Crookling Clan or whatever it was. Well, you might pretty, actually get away with sure doing that. I'm pretty sure I got that one. Fat Man's Group Crookling Clan. Yeah, I got those. So, do you want... Fat Man's Group Crookling Clan. Or, question from... Fat Man's Group Crookling Clan. I mean, for me, it's Crooked Glen. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Colin. So Crooked Glen says, um, next gen, is it day one or is it a wait and see? Well, I think we've just covered that for most of us. It's day one, isn't it? Um, day one for you, day one for me. Andy? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that, uh, no, I'm going to be reserved and... Uh, calm and pragmatic and sit back and see what the offerings are when they're finally out and then take stock and decide which one I'm going to invest in. I'm going to yeah, say the that. night before. Uh, <laughs> on, on, the actual, on the actual moment of release, I'm going to be there, you know, in a queue, two metres from people on either side of me. Yeah. <laughs> Making friends. <laughs> yeah, not touching anyone or anything. Oh, that'd be bliss, though, wouldn't it? Just stood in a queue and like nobody near you, just talking rubbish. <laughs> you normally get in these midnight queues. It's like, oh. Too far away, I can't hear you, mate. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm genuinely conflicted though as to whether I'm 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 really interested in the Series X because of the whole smart delivery thing, uh, and then deep down inside somewhere I feel I might be a PlayStation fanboy, but then you know you look at how Matt is and it puts you off, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for for most of us, especially me, me and Matt, it's day one. But again, it comes down to what the current climate is like on the sense putting putting your sensible hat on and i think that's what it's going to come down to for a lot of gamers yeah if they can afford it yeah and they want it it'll be day one if money's tight and they've been furloughed still or they're not working and you know we're talking about possibly more towards the hospitality side of things Mm -hmm. you know people that work in that kind of sector that may be struggling until the end of the year it's you know 400 pound 500 pound on the console is not going to happen yeah. Um, but as it stands for me, it's definitely day one. Okay. And he does follow up with, are you excited for the Tony Hawk's remasters? Oh, yeah. I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it got the original soundtrack as well? I can't remember. Yes, I think it has, because that's what they're selling it on. They're not actually selling it on the remastered game. They're selling it on the soundtrack. Brilliant. But is that September? Yeah. It's like mid, mid late September. Yeah, September the Or 4th. early September. So, yeah, I think I'll be there for that. EA have done this this thing this year. So basically, EA are all about the remasters uh, and kind of sports iterations this year, aren't they? Because they they had their fingers burnt by Anthem, and uh, all they're doing now is remasters. So we've had yeah. Crisis um, remaster announced. Yep. Now with Tony Hawk's one and two coming out, somebody at EA, please, if you're listening, get SSX tricky out of there. <laughs> Sure, I think yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah, depending yeah. on how well this sells. I think you'll you'll be seeing that. I, I hope so. Yeah. I better be. Yeah. Did you um, did you see though that the EA I think have lost a license because I saw on Twitter today that Two K have picked up the PGA um, license and they've got a golf game coming out. 
All right. Yeah, saw that on yeah, Twitter I th- today. I, I think that went a little while ago, didn't it? Because there, has, there hasn't been anything since the Rory McIlroy. Yeah, because they cause, and that got delisted from the digital stores um, a while back. So I think, I think that's when the license went. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've still got. Oh, okay. I think I've still got access to download it, but yeah, uh, yeah. If you but can't no, yeah. buy it, I didn't know they'd, they'd lost the license or it'd gone elsewhere. But yeah, it's gone to two K, and they've sent out some bits and bobs today. Yeah, because uh, of all the big hitters. Where is uh, where's PGA twenty twenty going to land on Stadia? Oh yeah! <laughs> Finally, my investment has paid dividends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, speaking of remasters, then uh, the question from the other person from uh, Saintly Stewart, he wants to know from all of us which of these would we be happy not to see in the next generation, and he wants to know remasters, sequels, reboots, and new IPs. Oh, what is that? What's that new IP? We don't want to see new IPs. Yeah, I'd, I'll be perfectly honest. I saw the list and I thought, well, I'm happy to see all of them in the next generation. So there's nothing yeah. I did. I think uh, we, I, I've we, enjoyed uh, the remasters. I want some new IPs. I quite like sequels. I've enjoyed the remasters. Don't get me wrong, but I do feel that there's some of them are a bit of a cynical cash grab. Some of them, Some when they're done, when they're done well, and they're games that are, you know, genuinely quite old and and not easily accessible. And I know there's a lot of people saying, "Well, I've still got my PS3, I've still got PS2, I can play those games." A lot of people haven't, you know. I haven't for space more than anything. I, if I kept every single console I'd ever had, I just I, number one, I'd never play any of them. You'd have built a house too. I'd have no how. Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, oh, there's a plan. That's how I could store you, all my stuff. You build don't need garage. to wait for your builders to come back yeah. and do your extension now. <laughs> build a garage out of X consoles. But look, I, the thing for the remaster with me is again with the smart delivery. With um, if Sony can implement a similar thing, it would be nice to actually moving forward be able to say I don't need to buy a remaster because I will yeah. always have the most optimized version of this yeah. game. That'd be nice. Yeah. I think, like you, Matt, I, I agree. I'm happy to take anything. Name of his sex tape. Oof, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but especially if they start doing some of the old games, like if we suddenly get a remaster of Silent Hill and things. But like yeah. Andy, I don't want to see a remaster of the current Call of Duty in three years' time. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, the, yeah, the Resident Evil games are, are a shining example of how it should be done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so- um, Final Fantasy Seven. I've not played it because i have certain opinions about paying that amount of money for a game that's just been fleshed out a little bit more and i'm you know getting a, a is it a quarter of the game are you even yeah, i don't think you're it, even off the first disc isn't, are you? It, isn't it still like 50 or 60 hours worth of gameplay for that yeah yes because they've fleshed out a lot more of the other bits yeah. that, that weren't there previously and it looks amazing but that's how it's kind of done well yeah. that is but, a remaster but those reboot but, Particularly in the Resident Evil is the good example, Resident Evil 2 in particular. But the reboots have been, you know, we've had some really good ones. Uh, and yeah. you're always going to get reboots of something or other. There's none of them I, w- I wouldn't like to see. I think the remasters actually got us through a really good period in this generation where actually it probably was a bit sparse for new yeah. IPs coming through. It actually helped introduce a lot of people to older games and i I take the last of us as an example the remastered version of that uh, because there were quite a few of well quite a few people went into ps4 didn't they from xbox and hadn't ever played the game and then got the opportunity to do it and it'd be the same the other way (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to get to the end of it at some point. <laughs> but it's that kind of situation. It gives you the opportunity to play things you haven't played before or things that you love. How many versions of Hitman Blood Money do we own between us? Oh, well, yeah. Lots. Too many. <laughs> as long as I don't ever have to play Killzone Shadowfall again, I don't really care. Yeah, I think as long as the devs are a bit picky about what they are remastering and what they're bringing to the table, because the most annoying thing can be at times is they're focusing on doing a remaster and sometimes it's a hash job and it's like, why didn't mm. you just focus on giving me another iteration of that game in the current gen or at least giving me a new IP or something like hopefully Ubisoft might bring Splinter Cell back at some point. And actually rebrand the Assassin's Creed game because, not being funny, they're starting to not be Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> they're great. Yeah, they're, but they're, yeah. It, it feel, I, I've really enjoyed Origins, and I, I got all the Assassin's goodness from that. And I, I love Odyssey, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not so much getting an Assassin's vibe from that one. No, there isn't. No. There isn't particularly, is there? No, just because it's, a, he's got it's a, a great blade. game. I'm, I'm in it now. It's fantastic, but. No, I'm missing. I'm missing. Where's the assassin's piece? Did you Did you play as Cassandra? Of course. Good man. She's hilarious. It, it, it is. I'm surprisingly amused quite a lot of the time with it. it. Is it doesn't take itself too seriously, which is yeah. is quite nice. Uh, so yeah, there we go. We'd actually pre- prefer to have all sorts of different games. Hope that answers those questions. Okay, so why don't you uh, why don't you tweet us with your wild speculation? You can you can do that to at Codec Moments. We want to hear your crazy theories. Oh, you, you know, if you've got some sensible speculation, then you could do that too. Uh, if you want to get involved in the discussion in a more intimate setting, then you can join our Discord. Uh, and if you click on the link that is in the description for this podcast in whatever app website thing browser you happen to use uh you, you can get in through there right well uh, that was a lot of fun i'm i'm looking forward to the next generation yeah. yeah i'm getting quite excited about it now now it's a little bit more tangible i just like you know release dates and prices more than anything now yep okay well if you enjoyed that uh get in touch and thank you very much for listening we'll uh, we'll be back soon bye bye in a bizzle Honestly, we've we've been in we've been in lockdown for what, about seventy five days now, and you're sat there again. Go on, chuck CDs on your roof. <laughs> <laughs> what are my neighbours going to think? Just out there in your dressing gown and slippers, tossing, <laughs> tossing the greatest hits of Alison Moyer onto my. <laughs> <laughs>